Can money buy happiness? This question, more like debate, is as ancient as the use of cowrie shells to buy goods and services way back in the day of our great, 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 great grandparents. And by the way, did you know that some cowries can actually cost up to $12,000? Crazy, right? Now, before you go rallying up your children and your nieces and nephews and your godchildren and the whole neighborhood to go hunting for seashells, not the type that washes off the shore. Those don't cost $12,000. These tiny expensive calories you actually have to go diving for. But I digress, I digress. On a more serious note, what do you think? Can money actually buy happiness? Well, I'll be answering this question on this episode of Happy Without Medicine, and my answer just might surprise you. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. So as I was preparing for this episode, the past three weeks or so, there's a song that's been stuck in my head. It's called Money Can't Buy Me Happiness. It goes, money can't buy me happiness, but I'm happiest when I can buy what I want, anytime what I want, eat what I want, go where I want, sleep when I want. <laughs> yes, I remix it a bit, but you get the idea. Money can't buy me happiness. And all these years, like literally the past 20 plus years, I thought it was Ja Rule who sang that song. But as I was preparing to record, I come to find out that no, it is not Ja Rule. It is a Canadian artist by the name of Jelly Stone. And he's from Etobicoke, like 10 minutes away from here. <laughs> I was shocked all these years. I thought it was Ja Rule who sang that song. Anyways, Yes, we're not going to be talking about rappers today. We're talking about money and happiness and answering the question, can money buy happiness? It's a question that has sparked debates for many, many years and probably always will. And before I go into which side of the debate that I stand on, I want to explain to you why this is such a hot topic for me. To start, let's get into the definition of money. Investopedia.com defines money as a medium of exchange in an economy. It allows people to obtain what they need to live. And herein, for me, lies the problem with this definition. It's so limited. It ignores two major things for me. One, it ignores the psychological and emotional components of money. Money is way, way, way more than just economics. And two, the other thing about this definition I take issue with is that it says money allows people to obtain what they need to live. And as humans, we only have like five or six basic fundamental needs, food, water, shelter, clothing, you know, and that's it. This definition, though, doesn't address that money helps us obtain our wants. And I'll get into wants later on in this episode. But to answer the question, can money buy happiness? My answer is yes. Yes, it can. Yes, it absolutely can. Money can buy happiness. But the caveat is, though, that money cannot guarantee happiness. That's for me. And the reason I say that is because I know what makes me happy. And honestly, 
it will take having money <laughs> to obtain those things, right? How about you? Do you know what makes you happy? If I were to ask you now, can you articulate the tangible things that make you happy, right? Not, oh, I want to sleep better or I want less stress in my life. And yes, yes, those things are good. But when it comes down to that, again, beyond the needs, right? Beyond the needs, what are the tangible things that actually make you happy? The truth is that if you can't, you're in good company because most women can't. They can't actually say, these are the specific things that make me happy. What ends up actually happening is that maybe you've bought into the idea of someone else's definition of happiness, whether it's society, social media, (laughs) whether it's your peers, your neighbors, your friends, whether it's a mentor, whether it's parents. And maybe you've worked really, really hard to curate your life to fit that definition Maybe you're not even unhappy, right? And so you've convinced yourself that, yeah, I'm good. This is it. This is as good as it gets. But honestly, it's not. And you know that this definition of happiness, this artificial, alternative, inauthentic definition of happiness doesn't quite fit. You you know it. You can feel it. As much as you try to brush it aside, I know that it bubbles up from time to time for you. Now, the problem is if you don't know what happiness actually looks like for you, you're going to end up going around and round in circles, hopping from one thing to another and never really feeling fully satisfied. You're going to feel lost and frustrated because you're going to be unsure whether or not you're headed in the right direction, whether life is taking you in the direction you want it to go and where decades from now, you're going to look back and say, yeah, I really lived a happy life. If you don't know what happiness actually looks like for you, you're never going to get there. And that's the truth. If happiness is your ultimate destination, then knowing your values, that's the roadmap that will get you there. And if you don't know what your values are yet, go back to episode one and I give you a good breakdown and steps that you can take to actually identify what your values are. Now, so for me, some of my values are flexibility and personal growth, excellence, As far as my wants go, I want to travel the world. Honestly, I want to sleep in nice hotels. I want to eat food I did not cook, sleep in beds I did not make. I want to spoil my parents. I want to be able to give back to them for the generosity that they poured into me all my life. I want to give my kids a world-class education. I want to take multiple vacations and be able to leave my kids with someone who will take really good care of them while hubby and I go traveling. I want to give to causes that mean a lot to me. I'll be honest, I want the so-called soft life. (laughs) Are those needs? No, they're wants, but they line up with my values and they make me happy. But I've encountered women who are perfectly happy without any of these soft life things. And that is totally fine too. I mean, I had a client who was happiest sleeping underneath the stars and beside waterfalls, uh, natural craters. She wanted to be outdoors. She wanted to see all the natural things that the outdoors has to offer. And so this is what she did. So cool. She ended up converting an old Volkswagen van into a living space and she traveled across the country and truly slept underneath the stars and slept beside waterfalls. And she was the happiest she had ever been. And I was here advocating for all of it. Yeah, 
No matter what it is, whether it takes money or not, the main thing is to know what makes you happy. And then you can reverse engineer and decide, does it take money to make me happy or does it not take money to make me happy? Then you can decide which side of debate you stand on. Now for the practical part of this episode, like happiness, as I said, just like money is personal and we all have our individual relationships with money. We all have our individual relationships with happiness. So what I want you to do is grab a sheet of paper and write the word right in the middle, really big, write the word happiness. And if you're like me, you can draw like a bubbly cloud around it. We're going to do some brainstorming here. Set a timer and spend seven minutes writing down all the words or phrases that come to mind when you think of happiness. Around the three minute mark, you might start to run out of ideas, but don't stop. Keep pushing because that's when some of the really good stuff is going to start to come out. For me, the first few minutes, what came out were weekly dates with my husband, vacations, um, being able to send my kids to private school, being able to spoil my parents, being able to travel. Those were some of the things that came up within the first couple of minutes. And then when I started to dig deeper, um, some of the words that came up were emotional and mental resilience, healthy, influential, impactful. Depending on what comes up on your list, you might be able to truly say whether or not money can or cannot buy you happiness. For me, it can, because I'll be honest, having a personal chef is on my list and no word of a lie, personal chefs cost a lot of money. Now, to end this episode, I'm going to give you a quote, and it's by an American journalist. He was also an author and a publisher called George Horace Lorimer. And it says, it is good to have money and the things that money can buy, but it's good too to check up once in a while and make sure you haven't lost the things that money can't buy. Very wise words, sir. That's it for me today. And girl, no matter what side of the debate that you're on regarding this money buying happiness thing, it really doesn't matter as long as you are happy because you are so, so worth it. Until next time. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuan Day, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.